Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and this kind of marks the end of a little mini-journey, because about a month ago we started working our way through the Hatchet films, because the fourth one was coming out. So we did Hatchet 1, we did Hatchet 2, we did Hatchet 3, and this is going to be Hatchet 4. Oh no, wait a minute. It's not called Hatcher 4. Why match the other three films? No, no, no. It's called Victor Crowley. This is the Rocky Balboa of the Hatchet franchise. Oh, I, I kind of hate this bullshit. I mean, I, I guess every horror movie does it at some point where, yeah. you know, it goes from Child's Play to Chucky and from Friday the 13th to Jason to back to Friday the 13th. But then, like, um, what else did it? Like, Jigsaw did it, Leatherface. Like, it, 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 it's so stupid, though. I like things to just stay the same. Yeah, I hear it as well. It, it also, because it, like, I feel like these, I mean, obviously Friday the 13th doesn't have a whole lot to do with actual Friday the 13th, but yeah, it's, sure. it's it's actually a nice thing to sort of say, okay, you've got Jason Voorhees and he's in Friday the 13th. You've got Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger and he's in Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a really good title, but it yep. feels like you're dumbing it down when you just call it Freddy something, you know, Freddy goes to hell. Like or you know that's probably like exactly what it is. Like they're probably worried that some dumb you know hick from middle <laughs> of America doesn't like you know isn't gonna know like oh Nightmare was the Freddy movie. Like they're like you have to like you know like grab them by the head and, and like force so, it into their brain. It's so silly. Like you, you just put them on the poster, have them in the trailer, they'll see them. And besides, yeah. if someone's interested in Freddy the Th- or Nightmare on Elm Street Part Six. They probably know that Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, if someone if someone's looking forward to a fourth Hatchet movie, they know who Victor Crowley is. Okay. Yeah. Unless so. they're like banking on idiots like not knowing it and being like, "Oh, Victor Crowley, that sounds like the name of a fine young man. Like, I'll go ahead and watch this movie." Yeah. The other reason, of course, is that they 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 don't want people to be scared off because oh it's oh it's the fourth one. I need to see the first three. They obviously that didn't quite work when like you know Friday kind of changed its numbering system halfway through, but it was still the numbers. This is like no, they want people to think this is a first movie, mm-hmm. so that they'll watch it and pay for it without yeah. having seen the first three. That's part <laughs> of the that that's why most people don't have numbers anymore. Now it's just like a title and then a colon and then another mm-hmm. title. Because they don't want people to know how many like in we are. They, they, they don't want to know that oh this is the, the fifth Transformers movie. They want them to think, Oh maybe it's just the second one, maybe I've not missed any. Maybe I've not missed the yeah. last two because yeah, I just didn't know about them. But yeah, it, it's so stupid though. I, like couldn't couldn't you also, if you're like a dumb Hollywood executive, like couldn't you also see it the other way though, where if someone sees a really good trailer and it says, um, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four, and but someone's like, wow, that looks really cool. I should go watch the first three. Yeah, like, it, get- isn't there that mentality too? You would think. Uh, they, they just I guess assume, they don't care about the old ones as much. They want you to see the new one. I think they just assume people won't go through the effort. But surely you, you would think, <laughs> no, here, we've got this back catalogue. Here's like five other movies you can go and pay, pay us for. Go do that. But they don't They should listen to this actually. podcast. We'd be like, no, look, we watched the first three because exactly. this one was exactly. coming out. <laughs> There's a new Hellraiser out coming out this month, and we're not doing it because I refuse to do it without doing the first nine first. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we are going to do that. We're not starting it until later in the year, but yeah. it, like you know, like we. I mean, not everyone is as fussy as I am, but I make the effort. I, I go do it. Yeah. it that, that's why, I like comics, at least. I mean, they still do it now, but like that. That was kind of why the editors know it exists. Where it'll mention, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, 
back when uh, Venom kicks Spider-Man in the balls, and then it'll say see issue 239 or whatever, right? Mm. That's what that, that was the whole, it was like, it was just encouraging people to go and find that issue and buy it and pay for yeah. it and keep buying more comics. Uh, mm. But hey, that was a weird tangent to go on. This is, this is going to be a Victor Crowley, the fourth in the Hatchet series. Mm-hmm. Right, it's brand spanking new. And what what to say about it? Uh, <laughs> what to say indeed? It's, um... So, I said this when I saw the trailer about the plot. It it reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. Now, bear with me. Jurassic Park 3, people convince Sam Neill to go on a plane over the island. Mm. I want to see Isla Sorna. Maybe it was Isla Nubar. I can't remember which one's which. But they go over the island and it's like, okay, now we're paying you to take us over the island and you, so, we, so you can look down and see the, the place and talk about the dinosaurs. And then the plane crashes and then they're stuck in the island with the the dinosaurs, you know, with the monster well, of the movie. The plane doesn't crash at, at... Well, at first they just land to find their son. Oh, in Jurassic Park 3, sure, yes. Yeah. At, at first it lands and then they try to leave and it crashes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's very true. Uh, I love how you're poking holes in my comparison to Jurassic Park. Well, you know it's my favorite Jurassic Park. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the one with the Spinosaurus, and then the mobile phone goes off inside the Spinosaurus, mm-hmm. and the talking raptor. Sure, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a dream sequence, but it still cracks me up. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That said, though, I mean, the, the, the new one coming out, like the, the coarse heart of the story looks like it's going to be the bond between a Velociraptor and Chris Pratt. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> kind of looking forward to that, yeah. I'm going to lie. Uh, Definitely down. <laughs> so much like that, we have the lone survivor from the third movie, which is uh, the third Perry Shen character, Andrew. And... Mm-hmm. He's here. It's it's actually finally ten years later. It's moved on. This is the funny thing. Even though the sequels have been spread out over the last ten years, because they kept being set like the next day, they all take place in like two thousand seven. <laughs> so, so now we're ten years after that night, and he's been hired to go over the the swamp in the plane, but it goes down, and then we have shenanigans, and we'll get to why Victor Crowley's back. But of course he's back. There's killing. There's there's blood. There's gore. Uh, there's boobs. Not as many boobs, actually. Although there is something else, just to make up for mm-hmm. the boobs, just in case you, you were you were worried there wasn't enough nudity. And that's that's kind of the film. They're trapped in the plane, they're trying to figure things out, and it's, 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 once again, it's in the swamp. Uh, so, there we are. That's, that's Victor Crowley. Uh, and obviously, we're starting spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, but that's the, the, the basic premise for it. So, I'll ask the question. Tim. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? How did you enjoy Victor Crowley? Uh, I mean, again, I, I hate to feel repetitive in all these reviews, but I kind of feel the same uh, about the other movies. Uh, and I, I forget if we're in total agreement before, but you know, I, I think our general consensus was it kind of gets like a little better each movie. Uh, I, I feel like this one was like a slight step back, but... It still has everything the series is known for. You know, it still has the mm. uh, over-the-top gory kills. Uh, it, you know, still has... Uh, I think this one leaned a, a little bit more into comedy it definitely uh, than did. the others I, have. I, I felt like this was almost a comedy yeah. with horror, which, with, with the gore in it instead of a horror movie first yeah. at times. But, you know. Which, uh, it'd be fine if, uh, if I thought it was funnier. But I, I don't think it's, like, unfunny. But it's probably about 50 50 it's like, hit and miss yeah there's yeah. some jokes that are pretty funny and then there's some jokes that are just kind of grown more than like uh yeah. uh 
Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, I, I still had fun, uh, but I'm still not like overly in love with it. Like it, again, it's just kind of more the same. But you know, I, I guess with these movies, not really looking for something to like really, uh, you know, jump the needle and or anything. Do, do you know it's funny because. I, I kind of think that this is maybe back a slight step compared mm-hmm. to three, but at the same time, I actually almost like it the most just because it's the only one. Even because I was disappointed when I realised they were still going to be in the swamp, right? Like, like okay, <laughs> I, we're back in the swamp again. But I actually then was kind of happy, even though it's kind of a, almost a complaint at the same time that they spend almost the entire movie like trapped in the plane that's sort of stuck in the swamp. And yeah. as strange as this sounds. It was actually refreshing because they weren't wandering around the woods. It was more like a survival movie where they're trying to like stop them from getting in and like you know, yeah. like debating how they should handle things. Like it felt different to the first three, even though they were still in the swamp. And you could argue, oh, they're just trapped in a plane for like you know the last forty minutes, but it, it kind of worked for what it was. Yeah. It's it, I, like I wouldn't say it's an ideal setting because it is like very small. And there isn't like a lot like mm. you know that uh, like there was a few cool things going on, but it wasn't like you know. There's a, a ton of stuff you could do, uh, but yeah, like you said, it is better than the first three movies, which was like literally the exact same location. Yeah, so it, it, it just the dynamics of it played a little bit differently because it was more like a monster movie where the monster's outside <laughs> and they're inside and it's trying to get in and like eventually they have to have a plan to try and like get get to help or whatever and yeah. like it kind of plays out like that and because of that it felt a little bit different just in the way it played and because of that I think I just I inherently had a bit more fun with the plot I guess. Uh, sure. Yeah. And the characters arguably are a bit more memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than, I would agree with that. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I think they are for the most part. Um, there, there's a character who wants to be an actor, and he keeps doing mm-hmm. impressions. Uh, it, what, 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 one joke that was so dumb that I did actually laugh at is, is like, right, guess this one, and then he just says, "I am Christopher." Yeah. Walking, and he, I can't do it. But he, he does it. I mean, his impression is not good either. But it was better than what I just did. But he does a Christopher Walken impression, and but he actually says, "I am Christopher Walken," and then says, "That was Christopher Walken." I was like, okay. yeah, very good. Um, I've got these two characters who want to make a movie based on the events that happened ten years ago. So they're going out to the swamp to like check out things. Uh, meanwhile, Andrew, the survivor, has been taken on this plane. Uh, there's other characters there. There's the, the crew that are going to shoot shoot him up there and. Uh, his ex-wife, who's this TV presenter, who is like really, she's kind of like she she makes me think of like a of like a Parks and Rec character almost, just in the way that she mm-hmm. she keeps accusing him of being the killer that Victor Crowley doesn't exist. That's kind of the running gag. Yeah, uh, it felt like a very Parks and Rec kind of like not, not quite paired. I could have you no. Know, you know what I, I think maybe might be a better example is like a Scream Queens character. Oh yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, mm. Scream Queens, totally. Um, but the way she just keeps implying that he's the one who killed yeah. people. Uh, <laughs> again, it's kind of a funny running joke. Yeah, I mean, it's hit and miss. Like sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. Yeah. But it's it's, it's it's kind of there. Uh, Andrew's got an agent who's played played by Felisa Rose. I don't know if you if you recognised her. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, horror fame was a big. Well, I say big, but cult horror movie. She was a star of a cult horror movie. Mm. Well, well, what around what time are we talking about? Early eighties. She was a teenager. Early eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the word demons in the title? <laughs> the the word demons is not in the title. Uh, when we get to spoilers, there's actually a joke that I think is actually poking fun at the film she was in. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, it was Sleepaway so. Camp. Oh, okay. okay. That's her. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize. Because I kind of recognized her. Obviously, she's much older now, but like, I recognized yeah. her. I'm like, who, who is that? And I, I looked at her. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's, uh... So, so like, continuing the trend with having like mm-hmm. a, a horror actor of some old movie like be in it. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, and, uh, God, yeah, I, I feel like... <sighs> I can't really think of that many off the top of my head, but I do feel like they... Again, there were like, those kind of you know, horror movie uh, tropes. Uh, I, I think in general this seemed more like less specific jokes uh or or less jokes specifically about horror movies and more just jokes about like movies in hollywood in general yeah Um, yeah at one point i think andrew mentioned she started a band called haddonfield which was obviously a oh yeah yeah a halloween (laughs) reference but yeah there wasn't as many specific horror movie references per se Mm. uh yeah uh the, the kills are you know some fun uh I thought the gore looked a bit more cartoony this time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I, I don't know, I, like, it just it felt a bit more fake, in, intentionally so, almost. I, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like it... Uh, maybe I'm not remembering all the movies, like, clearly enough, but it seemed like there were less kills in this one. Oh, well, it definitely uh, was, because... Victor Crowley is not around for the first half of the movie. In fact, the yeah. movie opens with a flashback to when he, was, he first became like the monster back in like, the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that flashback serves no purpose. That flashback has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. It's only there so that we can actually open with some violence before the movie mm-hmm. starts. Because once the movie starts, it's going to be like 40 minutes before we get to Victor Crowley again. Yeah. So it's just there so we can have some people get killed. And it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. over-the-top scene. So, I mean, you know, yeah. have, have fun with it, but... Um, I actually really liked the opening. I thought it was a, uh, that was kind of funny. And then, um, and of course, it was a nice cameo from uh, Jonah Ray, the uh, the host of Mystery Science Theater. Now, uh, so uh, oh, you're that, right, that, that was, was him. Cool. Oh shit, yeah. I didn't even think about that during the scene. <laughs> oh, you're right. Now you've said that, I can see it. Uh, actually, I'll say this: at one point, when they're on the plane, I'm not sure mm-hmm. who it is. I have no idea. But at one point, like the pilot and the co-pilot walk past, and they're really bad actors. And I immediately went, "That is a cameo." I don't know who it is, oh, yeah. but that's like the director I, and his brother or something like that. Well, the, I I actually double checked that because I thought the same thing. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, one of them was uh, the director, uh, Adam Green. Yeah. And yeah. the other was uh, I think his name is Joe Lynch, who I think maybe did the third movie. Um, yeah, because Adam I, Green's written them all. He directed the first and second, then this yeah. one, but. The third one was someone else, so maybe, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's him. And he also did um, a movie actually I just watched recently, uh, Mayhem, which uh, was pretty fun. So I'm at the watch list. It's on the uh, mm-hmm. on the short list to, to get through. Yeah. It's uh, um, I don't know if I'd really say horror, so I don't know if we would need to do it for this show, but it's it's a fun, uh, you know, violent movie. <laughs> no, not if it's horror, <laughs> but there's a lot of violence. It's very violent. Yeah, it is, it is very, yeah gory and stuff but yeah. I, would, I wouldn't put it fully in the horror category yeah maybe it is who knows though hmm. uh so as far as spoiler free conversation of this goes i mean yeah it's like if you like the, the last couple you're probably gonna like this one uh i, I think oddly it's c- kind of refreshing and i, I do mean slightly I, it's not like you know, you know, above and beyond, or like this reshaped franchise movie or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like 
Okay, so it's a slightly different setup, and therefore it's a little bit more interesting, or it's, it's, or it just feels different enough that it doesn't feel the exact same again. So that's basically my positive sentiment of the movie, it, which is not a huge positive sentiment. It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of fine, like it was before. There's some entertaining parts, but it doesn't blow, blow yeah. you away by any means. Yeah, definitely. If you're a fan of the series, I don't think this is going to disappoint. But um, I like with all of these, I'm glad that i watched all of them uh when i do watch them i'm not bored you know I, it, it holds my attention uh, i'm glad i see it but uh it's one of those things where it's like afterwards it kind of you know it's just like bloop, right right out my head you know i don't really think about it i'm you know i'm, I'm not gonna buy the box set if it ever comes mm-hmm. out you know i'm not gonna rave and be like oh man you gotta see this it's like oh that was fun here's now here's, here's I'm a question what do they call the fifth one should there be a fifth one is it uh, victor Crowley two? Is it Hatchet Five? Is it Hatchet Five colon Victor Crowley two colon something? So, so what I want, uh, <laughs> and and I think you know, I think you'll agree with me because mm-hmm. uh, you know, like we kind of said, like this one was a little different with the plane and stuff, but you're still in that swamp, and so I want oh, them to get out of it. So. Yeah, I agree completely. It has to go somewhere else, a city yeah. somewhere. I don't care where. So, yeah, just call it Victor Crowley takes New York or something like or Manhattan, <laughs> Victor Crowley even. in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was too on the nose, but I, I would, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, go, go different. Go Victor, Victor Crowley takes Brooklyn. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. something close, but not quite the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but personally, I mean, if Adam Green's listening, that's uh, that's what I would suggest. And because and and that's like you know, I feel like they've you know been doing all the you know like summer camp tropes and stuff and it's like i feel like there's a whole other world of uh, tropes you can get if you take it to the city or you know some other locale yeah just think of a reason get them there yeah and yeah just just have, have chaos and so and you know so I, many more power just have them walk by a construction site and pick up like every power tool oh, other than a belt sander god they actually built up the <laughs> sander in this they they made yeah. a point of like andrew mentions oh yeah i like to use his sander and then you see it like in like the little museum because you know it's, this is under a tourist attraction for sickles so like the, mm-hmm. you know to visit the place where this mass murder happened and yeah, like, <laughs> you see the sander, and it's like, what, why is this sander being treated like a thing? It was like the worst weapon in every movie. I don't stop it, yeah. stop it now. I feel like they kind of want that to be his signature weapon, but I'm like, isn't his signature weapon a hatchet? <laughs> like, it's, it's in the title. Maybe that's why they changed the name. Like, we get away from this hatchet business. We 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 cornered ourselves oh, in with this hatchet name. Or maybe there's some rights dispute. Someone owns the the hatchet, so they had to change it. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so hey, so yeah, full spoilers then from this point on, yeah. like, so we can just talk about stuff. Um, yeah, speaking speaking. So so some jokes work, some jokes don't. One that I just thought was kind of weird is so you've got this couple like she, the, the girl's the director, boyfriend's coming to help, and he's got the he's got the, a bad version of because there's a whole joke where he's 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 messed up the t-shirt. He's meant to be dressed like the guy in the first movie. Uh, and he's, oh, he's yeah. messed up the t-shirt but which uh and i, I thought that was really funny because if you recall i mentioned that how back in my hometown that was a big deal because i was the mm. a shirt from a local comic book uh chain so i don't know if they were kind of uh making fun of that like uh or because mainly like, i don't think that that chain is around that much i don't think it's as popular i don't know if it's kind of a jab at that or whatever yeah, but okay. i thought it was funny but like her friend is also there um what's her name 
Rose. Rose, there you go. Uh, and she comes out and she's complaining that like they're they're having sex all night and they're sharing a room because the budget's low for this little fake trailer <laughs> they're going to go make to try and get funding for a film movie. And like the director, she's like, uh, yeah, you're to get changed by the way. We're, we're leaving soon. And she just starts like getting changed like in front of them, and she's like naked. Mm-hmm. And our fr- the director's like, hey, come on, like I see you fur- naked far too often for, for 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 you know being friends. And then her boyfriend's like, I'm okay with it. And like this joke's okay, but what, what really struck out to me about this scene though is they avoided actually showing the boobs because like mm-hmm. I'm so used to this this movie franchise just throwing boobs at me. Now obviously you get it in a minute because Andrew goes to a side, he's got a book out about his experience surviving the killings and there's a, there's a running joke how no one's actually read his book including his, including his manager. Yeah. But he's I thought that book. was kind of funny. Like, yeah, it's, uh, kind of, it's kind of amusing. Like uh, I think at, at one point he's on the talk show or being interviewed and like um you know she mentioned something and he says like oh like did you read it or something and she's like no nah, it's some of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh so honestly, the running joke that no, like everyone thinks he's a murderer was fairly amusing. Uh, but so so during during the signing, so, someone comes up, a girl comes up and lifts up her top. She, she wants somebody to sign her sign her boobs, and it's just like this little moment. I'm like, okay, so we're getting the gratuitous boob shot out of the way. Uh, however, I'll forgive it a lot because it sets up a joke that I really like. Because a minute later, this big sort of you know fat guy comes up. He unzips his pants and he just whips his dick out onto the table and says, sign it. Which, I, I, this isn't a thing, right? I've never heard of this being a thing. Um, eh, I, I never heard of it either, but I'm sure someone has done it at some point. <laughs> and he just looks terrified. And th- this was awkward at first. I'm like, because, well, first of all, he just, just whipped his dick out of the table. But it's awkward because like, he's, he's like, accused him of being a homophobe. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you being a homophobe, you're not saying him a dick. You're saying to her boobs, but you're not going to say him a dick. And I'm like, what sort of statements he try to like? Just as a movie, like the director, what's he trying yeah. to say here? What, 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 what is this supposed to be? However, it led to a fantastic joke. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I forgive everything because he, he zips up and says, "I'm going to go on the Facebook and tell everyone you're a homophobe." And he walks mm-hmm. off. And then his manager jumps in and says, "Well, everyone calls him a murderer, so take your best <laughs> shot." <laughs> that was pretty funny. That I'll, line, I'll that. that line was fantastic. That was the best joke in yeah. the movie. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that. yeah, that that was funny. Uh, so I will, yeah, I'll concede to that. But yeah, to your point, that that is something that kind of irked me, especially like as like a comedy nerd and stuff. Like mm. it really, I, I think um, the the worst thing like someone can do is just you know wear out their welcome with a joke. And I think it would have been so like funny if he just kind of like yeah whipped his dick out and then you know if you you just kind of have him look at him and be like. You know, like oh man, and then yeah, that's it. But then it they have to go away. into this whole yeah, I yeah. go into this, this speech. Yeah, it, it could have just cut away and then cut back to him saying that I'm going to, go to Facebook and tell them we're all homophobes. But no, we actually yeah. we, we have a we have a back and forth between them for a while while he's dicks out on the table. It, it, it does linger too long. Um, but hey, I just, uh... and also I kind of wanted him to sign his dick. I thought that would have been funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> Now, like one thing that I well, do. Here's a question: What part is he signing? He can't sign the head, right? Like he can't write on that. I, I guess he was signing the balls, uh, but you know, even that I, I, is kind of weird. Like, I mean, how how big's the guy's name as well? Is it going to fit? I don't. Yeah, but because boobs, boobs are just flat, essentially, you know, fairly flat flesh. Yeah. You can write on. It's just flat skin. It's easy to write on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like luckily you could do that without touching anything else. I feel like 
Yeah, with the dick, you would actually have to grab stuff to get like you'd a have to hold it down. On it. Yeah, you'd have to hold yeah. it down so you could like write on it. You have to stretch it out so you could write. Uh, but yeah, the, there's like uh, stuff like that kind of throughout like uh, the whole movie where yeah, sometimes it'll be like a funny line and stuff, and then uh, yeah, if they would just let it go, yeah, it'd be a lot funny instead. I feel like a lot of times they'll have to keep coming back to stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they they milk some jokes too long. Absolutely, yeah. uh, that's definitely a thing. Uh, so basically, Victor Crowley comes back because the the old filmmakers they get out to the swamp. And they they want to say the incantation, uh, the you know the curse <laughs> words that 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 formed them in the first place, and they can't quite get the phrasing right, so they place they place someone saying it properly on YouTube on their phone, <laughs> and that brings Victor Crowley back to life. Yeah, simple enough. Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? And it comes back like, to life and. We- with this type of movie, it's like, you know, how are you going to bring him back? Like, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. You just kind of want to get to the kill. I know, so I mean, it's kind of silly, but... J- Jason was brought back multiple times by, like, getting yeah. struck by lightning, so I'm not really going <laughs> to... I mean, it, yeah, it's not, like, any worse than, like, I don't know, like, the... Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the the first episode of, of uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Remind me, Tim... He he's trying to impress a girl, so he takes oh, up the right, yeah, to read right. her poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he reads from the book <laughs> while he's drunk and or and or high, and then yeah, like, come yeah, on, Ash. That's right. <laughs> um, but, and then so, and there's a nice little cameo too with um, Tony Todd as is the last uh, video you see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it comes back to that. At one point, when they're flicking through the like a file of all the victims, you see like a lot of the characters from the first two movies. So yeah, there's there's, there's things in there. Uh, and then when the plane crashes, a lot of it's just them in the plane, like kind of arguing what to do. And for the most part, this worked for me. I mean, maybe it goes on a bit too long towards the end, where there's there's a lot. Like I think at one point, Victor Krilla disappears for like a solid ten minutes while they're just debating yeah. in the plane, uh, which maybe was too long. But um, now. I have a quick question. Did the plane crash because of the incantation? Like, did that do something in the atmosphere that, like, brought the plane down? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think about it. I mean, it's, 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 a fair, it's a fair thing to say. It could just be a really, really unfortunate coincidence. Okay. I'd like, I don't know, my kind of takeaway was, like, all right, they you do this incantation and it kind of unleashes this, you know, bad jojo or whatever mm. that you know causes interferes with the plane or something i That's will a, say that i did like the uh plane crash yeah um, that was cool uh i liked the, the body line like falling next to the you know the filmmaker trio but that, that was yeah. kind of a funny little reaction here's something i'll give it credit for i really thought the director and her boyfriend was were going to be like the two main characters like i thought oh, they yeah. were setting them up and they actually die first so you know i'll, I'll give that you know, not not counting some people who die in the plane crash, but in terms of victims for Victor Crowley, they're, they're actually the first to go. Uh, she gets her head and stomped it, on. Uh, and uh, I, it's kind of predictable, but I thought it was cool, like when they're going past his um, like cabin or whatever, and there's a there's a light that's on, like a. I'm not motion. sure if it was motion or timer. Uh, it was motion, but then it seemed to go on with a timer as well afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like you, you just see they're inside there, and you see like the door in the background and the lights flickering on and off, and you know it, it's leading up mm. to, yeah, him coming out at some point. But it still was effective once he showed up. It was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it works. Um, and, and yeah, apart from that, it's, it's, it's them trying to figure out and like bicker inside the 
inside the thing. It, it, it got really weird at one point. Like um, the 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 douchebag who wants to be an actor uh, basically <laughs> confesses his love for Rose. He's like, ah, oh, like I'll go, I'll go out there and because Victor is basically like using like uh, the director's bait. She's still alive. She's kind of breathing. This is before he stomps in her head. And he's like, look, I'm going to go out there and I'll get your friend back. I'm going to save her. But on the one condition that when I come back, you give me a kiss. That's all I ask. Because I've been thinking about you all day. My heart's been pounding. Uh, and she just kisses him there and then says, like, all right, fine. Like, you know what? Like, you come, you come back to my friend and I'll, I'll, I'll marry you. Whatever. Like, go do it. Um, and he's like, oh, I like you, even if you do have a dick. And, and that's a callback to later on because when he, he sort of says something like sort of, cheesy and flirty to her she just says i've got a dick just quickly to yeah. you know make him stop um and yeah so and again like i, I like so parts of that, that but some of it's just kind of like poor taste and weird and was it was that supposed to be a call call back to sleepaway camp well yeah that's what i was thinking i was thinking okay. that that joke was specifically there because of uh felisa rose being oh, in the okay. cast <laughs> that's, I, funny. That, that's, that's what i was thinking anyway yeah. um also I don't like it's a full-on reference, but the way she dies, she gets her arm ripped off and then it goes shoved up her vagina <laughs> all the way up through her throat so that her arm is sticking out through her mouth. Um, With her phone in her hand. <laughs> so again, I don't know if that's kind of a reference. Like, it's actually, you know, not not really, but kind of giving her a, a dick, kind of, by, sure. you know, um, shoving yeah. an arm up there. I, I mean, that, <laughs> okay. I, it's loose. Like, I admit that's loose, but I'm just, yeah. I'm wondering if they're trying to reference the ending of Sleepaway Camp, which if you've not guessed it, given what I've just said, Go look it up. You'll be yeah. am- amazed. <laughs> uh, it's not aged well. Uh, you, definitely that ending would not go down well these days. But mm. it is memorable. I'll say that yes. much. Yes. It's goddamn memorable. <laughs> we'll do those movies someday on this show. I, I, I promise you that. Uh, Where's that revival? <laughs> yeah. Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> I guess now they just call it uh, whatever her name was. I don't even remember in the movies. Oh god! I don't know. Oh, that's going to bug shit out of me now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But two and three were really good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Teenage Wasteland and uh, else. that was the third one. The second one, I think, was no, no, yeah, the second one was Unhappy Campers. Okay. And the third one was Teenage Wasteland. Was there a fourth one? There, there, what there was, there, they were going to do a, a fourth one that was like more in line with the first one, but it never okay. got finished. It was called, I think it was called Return to Sleepaway Camp, and then uh. I think they actually made like a proper fifth one at some point, but I never like because it was it was three for a long time, and then there was kind of like weird murky mm-hmm. ones that added on later. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever we do get around to them, I'm sure we'll we'll make a point of exploring the whole thing to see you know yeah. fill in the blanks. But uh, yeah, it's, it's murky after three, but there's the, obviously there's the three core ones that everyone. Well, I say everyone. Sleepaway Camp's not that well-known a franchise. Horror nerds know what that is. Anyone yeah. else does not. But, <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, so she has that death. Uh, the, the whole plan eventually be, becomes... Again, this is why I say it's kind of like a monster movie. Because once they basically start to theorise and start to think about how they can do things, they basically have a plan to turn on the, the engine of the plane and then try and get Victor Crowley in it <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> which is not a bad plan admittedly and here's the thing there was a moment in the trailer that I thought was painfully unfunny right in the trailer Mm -hmm. you see Andrew shoot the flare gun and he goes past Victor's head and Victor just kind of turns and looks at him in the trailer I didn't think that was funny in the movie it's actually pretty funny because it's part of a running joke because it's the second time because basically there's a thing towards the end where 
uh, they all kind of have a moment where they say a one-liner because they think they're about to kill him. And Rose, who at this point in her best friend's dead, she's you know upset. She's even starting to care for uh, the, the the cheesy actor dude, and he's been in mm-hmm. trouble. And she get, gets the hatchet. She's got it above her head, and she says a one-liner, and she throws it at him, and it just like you know it lands at his feet. It is like pitiful. It's pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> and then Andrew shoots the thing, but again he says a one-liner before he does it. He says like a badass one-liner, yeah. and then shoots it, and it misses, right? And then after those two both completely fail, the cheesy actor guy says like. Any other one liners anyone wants to use? Like, you know, it became funny because it was a running thing about one liners before, you know, thinking they were about to kill the bad guy. So yeah, yeah that was that was kind of, that was kind of fun. And then he sacrifices himself and just, in fact, actually before he sacrifices himself, Rose runs up and basically tries to like drop kick him into the. Mm-hmm. That's not so. It wasn't Rose. It was uh, Andrew. Andrew, yeah. who everyone's been thinking either was a murderer or he was a pussy and didn't save enough people or didn't yeah. try to fight him in the, in the last movie. He runs yeah, up and drop kicks him. Drop kicks him out to Crowley and he almost goes into the engine. He gets right to the edge of the engine and he's not quite in and Andrew's like, oh, yeah. F my life. Like, he's just he's just annoyed. <laughs> it's a funny moment. It's, it's played completely for laughs and then that's when Cheesy Actor Man just tackles him into it and basically sacrifices himself into the jet engine. The, the characters scream... And it does that thing the first two movies did where it cuts to black at a really awkward time and then the credits play. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's yeah. the end of the movie. And then uh, did you see like the that little mid-credits scene? I, I did see the mid-credits scene because okay. this is something I was thinking about actually during the movie because they kept referring to him as the only survivor. And the end mm-hmm. of the third movie, it did kind of imply that our character, uh, was it Mary, Mary Beth was her name? Daniel Harris's character? Uh, I forget, but I think it was Mary Beth. Uh, okay. she, she, she was surviving as well, but they kept, they kept saying "sole survivor," and she, she was, you know, not in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the, the, this scene in the mid credits. You see it in the news, talking about the whole thing, uh, and it feels like the news reporters kind of being judgmental that Andrew survived again. Like, oh, he survived again. Oh, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why. I bet he's the killer. Uh, he's he's killed another batch of people. Oh my! Uh, and then he, he sort of comes out. You see from behind someone, and then whoever it is goes and grabs a shotgun, and it's Daniel Harris, it's Mary Beth, and she's like, "I've been waiting for you, asshole!" And then cocks the gun, and then it goes to the credits. And I have to admit that this this mid credit scene's weak sauce. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because it reminds me a lot of the the the, the Chucky mid credit sequences <laughs> we've had the last couple of times, where it's brought a character back, uh, <laughs> but no one cares about Mary Beth. Oh no! Well, <laughs> actually, I was—I would say—I uh, I watched this with uh, Melissa, and she actually got really, really excited. I guess she really—she, I, I, I guess she became attached to her. I like Daniel Harris, but yeah. Mary Beth was like a nothing character. She was just a waste of space. I, I uh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I like the actress. Um, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where if I liked the franchise more, I would be excited. Um, I, I think but, she just wasn't that memorable of a character. I, I think none of the characters were outside of the, the running gag with Perry Shen playing this, like different characters each time. Yeah. Um, I, I think Rose in this movie is way more memorable and likable than, than Mary Beth ever really was. Sure. I'd still be like, you know, if... I'd still be a little interested, though, I guess, if they are going to do another movie, it's going to be a team-up with like them three yeah. now. I mean, if they all come back, I, I'd be... Yeah. I mean, I mean, Perry Shen, well, Perry Shen clearly has no problem coming back for these movies. Yeah. That's four now he's done, so why not? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like, I don't know, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. But, yeah, I guess I didn't like, uh, I, I guess I liked it more than not having anything. 
you know. Uh, but it's weird because again, again it's just like yeah. like I, I, I'm okay for a fifth one, especially if they take it away from the swamp and they go somewhere else. But yeah. like. I don't know if I needed it teased. Like, I, I don't think Hatch is a franchise like other, you know, like, you know, it's, it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe where I feel like they can tease the next big thing in the franchise because all, all it did maybe goes, oh, is it going to be like more like the, the ones we've already had then? Is it going to be back to Mary Beth, like hunting them through the swamp and that's just going to be the same thing again? Yeah, like if, um, when they come out with another one, like I'll watch it, but again, it's just going to be like the same, like, okay, here we go you know watch it for 80 minutes have a good time and then forget about it so like unless they do something you know different in the sequel you know like we said if they give it a new location or i don't know have uh, a more interesting premise or something like um it's they, they, they something ha- i'll watch but i won't get yeah. excited they have to go to a different location they have to in the like yeah. it is, it is i mean it was surprisingly refreshing because of the whole plane setup in this one where it was it was a bit more like focused and condensed so it kind of was okay but I was actually shocked they weren't leaving the swamp in this one. Like, you know, they already did yeah. three in the swamp, and, like, okay, I'm sick of it now. Like, it was the same <laughs> three times in a row. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> but hey, uh, so, so, no. Obviously, we skipped over a, a couple of kills here or there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, various ones. The, the, kill, the kill at the start, the, the, the couple who are just getting engaged in the flashback, uh, right. the woman gets her arms and legs ripped off before her head gets chopped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have a weird bit of gross out humor before that though, where he goes to <laughs> he goes to propose to her. He's he's out in the swamp. They're on the boat, and he's he's, he's getting ready to propose. And she realizes what's happening, and she starts sobbing on control because she's so happy that he's proposing that she becomes really disgusting. And there's like you know, like just icky snot, snot yeah. and like you know saliva <laughs> everywhere. And then when he, she kisses him after he puts the ring on her, it, you know you have the big lines of like spit. Yeah. You know, like connecting them as they as they break away, you just see all these lines yeah. of spit. Uh, that was a really um, weird joke, but ke- you know, ke- it, jo- jo- here's the thing, right? It wasn't funny at first. At, at first, it was just weird, but they went, they kept going with it, and they kept making it more and more. That yeah. eventually, it became kind of funny. So yeah, like I'm usually I'm usually not the biggest fan of like a you know gross out humor or whatever, but I don't know for the, for this it actually kind of worked with me. I was like, oh, it's kind of funny, and I liked. Uh, that the yeah, I forget his name, but you know General Ray's character. I liked, uh, you know, kind of. He was really like playing up the straight man part of it. Like he was like, you know, he, he wasn't trying to like comfort her or anything. He was just kind of like standoff, just being like, "Ooh, okay, all right, calm down." Like, and I was like, <laughs> like, it, it kind of worked for me. Yeah, it almost like he was annoyed. He was asking by the time yeah. he actually just said it. He's like, oh, "Yeah, you know, I want you to be my everything, and you know, forever and blah blah blah." <laughs> yeah, is that, is that yes? He's saying yes. All right, good. Okay, let's get on with it. <laughs> Uh, so hey, uh, but yeah, there was definitely a few less kills though in the last couple of times. But yeah, like I, I can't really think of um, like much that was that memorable because uh, yeah, even the kills that were uh, like other than I, I guess you know Victor Crowley himself going in the plane engine, like uh, you know what he really do just uh, you know with this it was just more of the same like crushing a head, ripping off limbs. Uh, yeah, I, I think obviously uh, Felisa Rosie's death is the one that stands out. The, the arm up the vagina through the mouth. Oh, right, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the one that I think stands out in terms of that, but uh, that's, that's, that's kind of about it. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, like some deaths like we didn't even see, like the, that guy Austin, like we see, like, you know, his, uh, I, I think he's the one that gets killed by the belt center, but we don't really see it. You just see his, like, scalp, like, fly 
you know, uh, into yeah. the screen. Yeah. Um, which is fine, because we've seen them use that weapon so many times that we don't necessarily need to see mm-hmm. it again. But that, to me, that just says, well, we'll use something different. <laughs> give, give us a, a funner kill that we've not seen before. Um, but hey. But oddly, I actually kind of like the setup a little bit more in this one, so it kind of balanced out in a weird way to at least being on par probably with yeah. three and two you know they're all kind of in the same i think one's still definitely the weakest but i think two three and four are all kind of just hovering against it around the same kind of yeah fine they're, not great line yeah they're all in the same ballpark yeah. it's a yeah and again it's just these are like perfectly fine movies they're you know there's nothing wrong with spending 80 minutes this way but uh, yeah there's nothing that's there's no lasting there. impression I'll, this is the exactly, thing we had yeah. we had the benefit of watching these four all close together i feel like if if the fifth one's out in like three years time we are going to be like uh who's like i mean obviously it's a simple premise so i don't think we'll struggle but i feel like yeah we'll, we'll probably forget like anyone who comes back we'll be like oh yeah they were meant to be in the last one okay fair enough <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder if that will help though cuz like definitely yeah story wise you might uh be at a little loss with remembering stuff but then it might also give you time that like you kind of forget like when the kills are so similar you know it's not as uh, you know upfront in your mind That's yeah. true That's true Yeah Here's part of the problem I think though and it's something that the the movie had a little bit of at least when you when they were looking out the windows of the plane and you, they could see him walking mm-hmm. Is that this series doesn't really have a lot of like actual stalking? It's just kind of he jumps out and he kills you immediately. Whereas sure. you know, think, think of Jason, think of Michael, think mm-hmm. of Freddy. You know, there's there's chases. There, there's try to hide from them. There's try to run away from them. There's there's all these things. There is one moment in this where uh, Rose is hiding in a tree and she's like up on a branch and she's kind of like trying to like avoid like uh, you know, her tears yeah. like hitting the ground because <laughs> apparently Victor Crowley has super hearing. Yeah. <laughs> hearing things like Superman is weird, but mm-hmm. hey. Uh, but that is uh, that is Victor Crowley. Is if you, if you like the the last couple, you like this one. If you did not like the last couple, you will not like this one. You'll mm-hmm. feel very similar, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. Did I need a fourth Tatchet movie? Not really. I wouldn't feel that upset if they never made another one. But at the same yeah. time, I would be upset if they did. So yeah, take that for what what you will. Tim, what would you rate mm-hmm. it out of ten? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a five point five, which. And maybe if it was like, if it was just like a random movie on its own, maybe I might go a little higher. But just kind of judging it like with the other ones, just the fact that it doesn't do anything new and it feels like it takes a step back in the horror elements. Yeah, I feel like I can't give it too high a score. Mm. Uh, but again, perfectly fine, passable movie, fun, you know, 80 something minutes, but nothing amazing about it. Let's see. First one, I give a five. Second one, I give a 5.5. This one I gave a six. Uh, I mean, the last one I gave a six. The third one I gave a six. This one, I don't think it's enough to go back down a half a point. So I think I'll give this a six as well. It stopped the trend though of going up again. Yeah. I, I think it evens out with the third <laughs> one. So five, five, five point five, and then two sixes. So it's a, it's a very consistent franchise in that <laughs> sense. It's, it's, it's just kind of That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey. So, so there you go. That that is the fourth Hatchet film. So, by all means, let us know what you thought of it in the comments if you've seen it. Uh, like, subscribe, all the rest of it. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head to patreon.com slash mailfudgetv. You can do that over there. Um, 
I'm just trying to think. Yes, for patrons, obviously we have uh, patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel. Uh, there's a link in the description. But for our patrons who are in the $5 tier and up and you want, you have the right to vote on the, the voting for the month, uh, it's all Japanese horror films in the vote this month. So uh, make sure you go over and check that out and make sure your vote is counted before the end of the month. Uh, but that is, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We will see you soon. Keep watching horror movies, guys. We'll see you next time.